Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am very excited to welcome my guest, Levi Edwards, the Las Vegas Raiders digital team reporter. 49ers taking on the Raiders on Sunday, New Year's Day. Levi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, so good to be with you, Tracy. And I'm coming to you from Levi Stadium. So I don't really know what that says. There's like a, feels like a synergy. Levi's Levi. You know what? I don't know. But nonetheless, here we are coming to you from uh-huh. Levi Stadium. We took a, uh, last season we had a pre, we had a, uh, a preseason game against the 49ers mm-hmm. and, and best believe I had to make sure that I kind of got my little photo op with uh, the sign Levi Stadium. So, you know, I get the synergy for sure. Good. I appreciate that. Well, on Sunday, we'll be at Allegiant Stadium. I'm very excited. I've not been to the stadium yet, so I'm really excited to get to see it. It's supposed to be beautiful, but let's get into it. Let's talk about the game. We'll start with the Raiders, who have had a bit of news this week. There's a quarterback change. Jared Stidham coming in, going to start the rest of the season, the last two games for Las Vegas, who I keep almost calling Oakland, but for Las Vegas uh, with Derek Carr no longer at QB1. Kind of what does that do to the offense, and what are the vibes right now in the locker room? Well, the vibes are are very interesting just because there's a lot of people that – Definitely. I mean, like, you know, we're all human beings and this is a people's, this is a people's business. This is a people's league. And at the end of the day, Derek Carr, he's been the quarterback of this team for nine years and he started 91 straight games. So you have a lot of people that are very close with Derek that, you know, have those relationships with him that are very upset by the news. And of course there's two games left in the season. So it's kind of a little confusing, a little frustrating, but at the same time, uh, these guys are professionals and they know that they have two games left to play. And they know that even though while it is of the slimmest of chances, they still are in playoff contention. They're still in the hunt. So they still have to find a way to manage to win these two games. So while the locker room, I wouldn't say it's a somber atmosphere. I think a lot of people are just trying to get through get through this game and get through this season, uh, try to kind of, you know, wear their emotions thin and get what they need to get done to, to finish this out. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. What does this do to the offense? Does it change anything? Is there a different type of game plan or will it be pretty much business as usual? Cause of course, Jared's been there, you know, all season long. I'll definitely say the latter. It would be business as usual just because Jared is very comfortable with the system. He's very 
comfortable with Coach uh, Coach McDaniel's. Mm-hmm. Very comfortable with Coach Lombardi. Uh, he's he's been in the system for now three years now, so he's become comfortable and he uh, looked very suitable in the preseason. Obviously, the preseason was so long ago and it was against different <laughs> competition, but he definitely looked like he was operating the offense at a high level, even while it wasn't at full strength. So he's definitely someone that is comfortable with uh, the team comfortable mm-hmm. with the system, comfortable with the coaching staff. So really it will be, it'll be a cool experience for Jerry Stidham to be able to play this game because in a sense, this is kind of like an audition for him. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like his opportunity to show not, you know, the Raiders and the rest of the league, what he is capable of and what a great challenge to have against the number one defense in the NFL on your first NFL start is a very peculiar situation and uh, maybe not the most ideal first start in the NFL but those are the cards he's been dealt. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he does with them. Well, the 49ers, very different circumstances, but certainly are familiar with changes at quarterback. Of course, starting the season with Trey Lance in week two, he gets injured. Jimmy Garoppolo takes over. Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured a few weeks ago. And now the 49ers are on their third string quarterback with Brock Purdy. And you bring up the number one defense in the league. And one of the things that the 49ers have talked about is that Brock Purdy spent the season as a scout team quarterback, as the backup going against this defense and how helpful that has been for him it will be less helpful, I think, for for Jared Stidham, as it it has been for everybody going up against this defense because they are so incredible. But before we get into that a little bit more, what challenges do you think the Raiders uh, present for the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, Really, when it comes down to it, even with the change, in the, with, even with the change at quarterback, I do truly believe that the Raiders still have a very potent offense, mm-hmm. and this is definitely going to be a, a battle won or lost uh, in the in the trenches, just because mm-hmm. there's going to be so many great players on both defensive lines that are going to have to go out there and play. And so, really, when it comes down to it, uh, even with Stidham being in that quarterback, he still has Devontae Adams, he still has Josh Jacobs, he still has a pretty solid offensive line that has definitely overperformed what a lot of people thought that they would do mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season. Matt Collins is having a career season. You have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller who's come back, you know, from injury, you know, the last couple of weeks, and both of them have had a touchdown mm-hmm. in back-to-back games since they've returned. So really you take away Derek Carr and you put in Stidham and it's honestly the same, you know, offense that's had a lot of success against a lot of teams this season. And so while of course the 49ers have a amazing defense and, you know, like we said, it's number one ranked, the Raiders have a very capable offense as well. And hopefully Jerry Stidham will be able to, to lead his troops to, you know, whatever results may be. But uh, I definitely would say that the Raiders offense still can, can pose a serious threat to what is a talented defense. Well, and that's interesting because that's something kind of that happened when Brock Purdy came in. You have this rookie quarterback, last pick of the draft. We all know the story ad nauseum. But one thing about it, and he's he's performed incredibly well, but one of the great things that he had at his disposal were a number of playmakers. You have Debo Samuel, who was back at 49ers practice on Thursday. So it remains to be seen if he'll actually play on Sunday. But Back and forth practice. He's got Brandon Ayuk. He's got George Kittle. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got a really good offensive line. So yes, Brock Purdy has played incredibly well, but kind of like what you're saying with Jared Sidham, he has that offense as his, at his disposal. And the Raiders do have a very potent offense, have one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not 
the best, but certainly at the upper echelon of wide receivers in Devonte Adams have a great run bet game. And of course, having Darren Waller back Hunter Renfro, everybody, it kind of, you know, it, it helps this offense. And of course the Raiders have been in a lot of very close games this season, a lot of games that if the ball literally and figuratively bounced the other way, they would have won those games, which I think makes them a somewhat dangerous team, especially for a team like San Francisco that's coming in. They've won the division. Obviously they want to keep playing. They're no gas, no pedal, the foot off the brakes. I can speak. They're not getting any, they're not taking their foot off the brakes all and have the number two seed in play would need some help, but do have the number two seed in play. The number one seed, the long shot, but still kind of in play, but mainly you know the number two seed, but the Raiders become a dangerous team for them because they are a team now with the quarterback, as you said, auditioning with something to prove with an offense that wants to show how potent it can be. And with a team that's lost a lot of very close games with, as you said, an outside chance, the playoffs, I think it makes for a very interesting new year's day game of football. I definitely would agree. And what the 49ers have been able to do with Brock Purdy is, you know, is something that's very, very potent, very, uh, you know, I, from the outside looking in, I really do commend them for what they've been able to do with Brock Purdy, just because a lot of people kind of just assume that, you know, this is a, a rookie quarterback in the seventh round and things are kind of like fall off, you know, mm-hmm. fall off trails. But uh, the level of talent and the level of coaching around this quarterback has not allowed for him to fail mm-hmm. in the sense that he's come in. He's poised. He's played against some really good players all season in the scout team. And so it's kind of been one of those situations where he's just been plugged in and everyone else around him has elevated his level of play Mm -hmm. uh, on the field and off the field. So really he was, he, you know, despite him being Mr. Irrelevant, he was drafted into a very good situation. And really when it comes down to it for a lot of players, uh, you know, the, the situation that you're brought into and the places, the place that you are and the people that you are around are just as, if not more important than your actual talent and abilities that you have. So Brock Purdy is definitely, he's been, he's been balling out and he has a very good team around him, a very great offensive line. It's going to be, uh, you know, Max Crosby is obviously uh, one of our best defensive players, mm-hmm. one of the best defensive players in the league. He's going to have a really tough day against Trent Williams. You have CMC, a guy that is very versatile in the run game and the pass game, so you have to worry about him on that end. You know, I just saw a report that Debo Samuel returned to practice today. So this is going to be a very tough 49ers offense as well along with their defense. So really uh, Brock Purdy, you know, the, the, the goal for the Raiders will definitely be to try to get after him and try to alter, you know, the things that he does and kind of get after the inexperienced quarterback. But right now this team is rolling and they're just kind of elevating Brock to another level. Well, you brought up Max Crosby, who on Wednesday in his press conference, Kyle Shanahan said, we consider him maybe the second best defensive player in the league, of course, behind Nick Bosa, who is having an absolutely monster monster season, 17 and a half sacks, leads the league, in my opinion, certainly in this building, but I think around the league, the presumptive defensive player of the year, just having an incredible season. So let's talk about, you know, Nick Bosa and this 49ers defense. And it's a 49ers defense that feels like it isn't even playing its best football and that they can absolutely get better. They gave up like the most points they've given up in a long time on Sunday uh, in their 37 to 20 win. But, you know, they will have their hands full. And I think in the secondary, they're going to have their fan, their hands full. Of course, Charverius Ward 
has been fantastic at CB1. The Fournayers lost Emmanuel Mosley early in the season. Diamador Lenore has done a nice job stepping in for him. He's been a little bit up and down the last few weeks, but has done a nice job stepping in for him. But I imagine we're going to see a lot of Charvarius Ward versus Devontae Adams. And I think that's that's going to be a really fun matchup, I think. Oh, no, it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, you know, Devontae's had his fair share of battles this season uh-huh. against uh, the likes of Asante Samuel Jr., Patrick mm-hmm. Sertain twice, Jalen Ramsey. He's played a lot of good corners, and, and Ward is an, an, an another great corner that he's going to have to go up against, and even that whole secondary. When I look at the the 49ers defense, who uh, Lombardi and you know our office coordinator and our head coach both came out and said that this is mm-hmm. arguably the best defense we'll have to play the entire season, I agree with mm-hmm. them. And when you look at it, there's no holes, like there's no weaknesses where it's like, you know, you have some pieces that are kind of lacking or some people, you know, they just play very complimentary football where you have a defensive line that can get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have linebackers who are physical and can cover, you know, linebackers that can cover are crucial, especially when you're going up against the tight end like Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you also have a secondary that's very good in coverage, very sticky, very physical. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're really just a very fundamentally sound defense. And D'Amico Ryan's has done a great job coaching those guys. And uh, it's, it's very impressive seeing the way that they've been able to, you know, be cohesive. And they'll definitely be a tough task for the Raiders. However, like I said, I think the Raiders offense has done a very good job. And they've been able to be very competitive in a lot of close games, a 12-1 possession games this season. Mm-hmm. So you think to yourself, you know, they've won four of those 12-1 possession games, if, if, if a couple of a you know, a couple of plays, a couple of runs, you know, they just go the other way. And this is a playoff team. Uh, so it's just been a very a wild season, but definitely doesn't take away from the the talent and ability that this offense has, even with uh, them being now on a new quarterback. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch. I'm curious to see how Jarrett Stidham does, and it, it struck me early in the pod when you said it's now his third season because it, it is just amazing how time flies. Like in my head, he was just on the Patriots like a year ago, and and, and I know that's not true, but it is amazing how time flies. And it, it there's really something is. to be said to be to be with the team for for that many years to get to know these offensive players. Obviously Devonte Adams was new this season, but otherwise a lot of these guys have been together a while and it will be interesting to kind of see how they band together on Sunday against this defense and around their new quarterback. And so definitely curious to see, I think we'd be remiss if we did not at least mention that it's new year's weekend in Vegas. <laughs> I think oh. that, I mean, I think we have to at least just mention it. Uh, Vivid seats sent out some stats that uh, it looks like the stadium will be 60% 49ers fans, which I'm actually a little surprised that it's kind of a lower number than we've seen because 49ers fans travel so well, but I mean, I think people are going to make a weekend out of it. I know a friend of mine is coming on Friday. We're getting there a little bit early. Uh, I'll be watching on Saturday. If anyone's in Vegas and looking for me at one o'clock, I will, of course, be watching the Michigan game. You, Levi, you probably don't know this about me. I went to Michigan. I am a diehard Michigan fan. So uh, that's that's a game I'm very nervous about. Um, but that's this podcast is not about that. But anyways, I will be somewhere in Vegas watching that game on Saturday. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, I have a, a good friend of ours. Uh, you might know him. His name is Mr. Woodson. He's a very oh, big yes. fan as well. Yeah, he is. Big fan. So, uh, big fan of the University of Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I know he'll be uh, somewhere with his uh, Woodsy, Woodson whiskey kind of, uh, you know, sipping, watching the game. I kind of chatted with him a couple of weeks ago, and he's extremely excited um, to to see them, in, in his words, beat uh, TCU. So, Oh, gosh, uh, I hope so. I'm so ner- I get so nervous, even though I think they will win this game. I get so nervous 
for anyone who knows me listening to this pod will not be surprised. I have a new bedazzled Michigan sweatshirt ready for the game, but I'm also going to bring one of the things I've been wearing all season, just in case I need to make a costume change at halftime or anything. If things are, are not going well, but since we're talking about Michigan, because I fully brought it up, what is your prediction for Saturday's game and be wise? Cause you know, whose podcast you're on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, in a completely unbiased opinion, mm-hmm. uh, even if I was not on your podcast, I, I, as a, a big college football fan, the obvious answer is going to be Michigan. It's going to be, it's going, it's going to be Michigan um, be, beating TCU. I mean, TCU is a great team, and they've fought a lot of adversity. And I really like what Sony Dykes has done over there. But no, like it's just not. There, there's levels. You, you feel me? There's mm-hmm. levels to this. Mm-hmm. And, and Michigan's just on another level. Uh, unfortunately, I have to be real with you. I do think you guys losing Blake Corum will kind of bite you uh, in the end when you have to play Georgia in the national championship game. I think that is probably not untrue, but I'm going to be really honest with you, Levi. See, here's the deal. I am totally accepting of the fact that they could get completely blown out in the championship game. I just want them to get there. That's like the, what matters to me. And yeah, totally course. selfishly, I couldn't go to the Fiesta Bowl this weekend, obviously, because I will be working this weekend in Vegas. But if Michigan wins and they go to the national championship at SoFi, I am going to that game. So I just, I really can't have this ruined for me. Like I, I'm okay. I'm prepared to be sitting at SoFi in my newly bedazzled JJ McCarthy jersey and see them just get annihilated by Georgia. I'm, I'm prepared for it. I'm okay with it. I just want to be there for it to happen. Of course, there's also the possibility they can end up playing Ohio state again, but I can't really think about that because I first have to think about the Michigan game. Well, I mean, like Ohio state is definitely not chopped liver. I mean, they, uh, I mean, they have a, uh, they have a guy at quarterback who apparently now I need to keep my eyes on with our situation. So mm, it's, weird sure. how a whole week, it's crazy how a whole week changes everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ohio state has a very good offense, their defense, um, you know, not, not up to par. I'll definitely say, even though Georgia is a great team, I'll say Michigan is probably the best like balanced team and having like a really good offense and a really good defense where Georgia has like an insane defense and then like a pretty solid above average offense in my everybody opinion. anyone on youtube who's watching this just saw me smile and clap very quietly but if you're just listening to this please know that through that whole conversation i just smiled really big and clapped quietly because i didn't want to i didn't want my clap to overpower you but i wanted to clap really badly i was very excited about it okay so before we get into going back to the 49ers and raiders because i guess that one matters too before we get to that and we do a game prediction i have to ask you because it is new year's weekend i have two questions one do you have new year's eve plans and two do you have any new year's resolutions well, for one, it's hard to make New Year's plans because, you know, of course, being a local for two years now, the last mm-hmm. two places that I'm trying to go to are the Strip or Fremont, Fair. which is, you know, if you're staying on the Strip, obviously, like that's going to be the spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out plans that don't involve going to one of those two places, which is extremely difficult. Fair. So at the moment, I do not have New Year's plans. Um, okay. Hopefully I can just catch some fireworks from my porch. Um, however... My, my resolutions are going to be the same resolutions they've been for a while. And that's just to kind of to get better in every asset of my life, uh, aspect of my life, uh, just physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, I really just want to do everything that I can to get better. I know 
there's a lot of things within life that are out of our control. So I'm just trying to do the best that I can to work with what I can control. And so that's, that's just kind of like, there's not really a specific goal or a specific Mm -hmm. standard I have. I just want to, you know, get better and grow in 2023. I like that. That's good. I'm going to do, I'll tell you mine because I feel like that's only fair since I asked you for yours. This year I started doing a gratitude journal every day. Uh, and it's, it's great. It's, it, it's very user-friendly and you do it in the morning and then you do it before bed. And so my resolution is to just keep with that because I find that when I'm doing that and I, every morning, like life is not perfect and we all have ups and downs, et cetera, et cetera. But when I can like sit down and think about what I'm grateful for and look at the positive things that happened in a day, even in a bad day, it just puts me in a better mindset. So my resolution is to make sure to keep that going every day of the year. And especially because I travel a lot for work. So I sometimes forget to bring it with me, but my resolution is to not do that because it really does make a difference for me. And I find in the morning, I get so excited, drink my coffee and write my gratitude journal and before I go to bed and it's, it's a nice thing. So that's, that is my resolution. My plans, I mentioned a friend is coming this weekend. We have a dinner we're going to Saturday night. It won't be too crazy. It is a 105 game on Sunday and I do have to be at the stadium around 930. So, you know, it won't be too crazy, Same. but it, I've never done New Year's in Vegas ever in my entire life. And so this, I'm I'm leaning into it. If I'm there, I'm leaning into it. Well, I'm, you know, if definitely, if, if you are somewhere, if you're at a hotel or you're staying somewhere on the strip, then you yes. are in perfect, you're in perfect place. Like that's definitely going to be the place to be. And I know you're probably not going to be up too late, but definitely, you know, to be out with the people and, you know, mm-hmm. really be able to kind of walk around the strip and see fireworks. That's going to be, you know, phenomenal for me. I can't de- I can't even think of the headache of trying to drive from like my little oh. you know, suburban complex to go to the strip and have to do with parking and have to do with the traffic of leaving because the strip's going to get shut down until two. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I might go to Fremont. I probably won't. I might just, uh, I think I'm just going to be boring. and I'm going to try to find uh, like a local casino to go to, have right. a dinner. Uh, you know, just like you said, gratitude, just be gracious for everything that uh, is in my life and the people around me. And then uh, just, uh, you know, get focused on next year. I like it. All right, Levi, before I let you go, let's do game predictions for Sunday since we did them for the college football playoff. I'm, I'm like a one track Michigan mine right now, but of course I have a job to do. So I'm trying to be like a 1.75 track mind if that's a thing, but what is your prediction for Sunday's game? Well, uh, I mean, of course, uh, with the NFL and, you know, our, uh, our policies is kind of hard for me to put down a score prediction that's fair. of what will happen. Uh, what I do believe is I will give a stat prediction and okay. I will say that uh, the run will be heavily dependent on. Okay. I truly believe that Josh Jacobs will have another 100 rushing yard day okay. uh, with a score. I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a great day. And obviously the 49ers defensive front is insane and they're going to want to get, you know, cancel out the run out the gate. But I really feel that especially, you know, with this being Jared's first game and we have the leading rusher in the NFL, I feel like it would be asinine and not involve him heavily in the, in the game plan. So I think it's going to be a big day for Josh Jacobs, put him down for, for a hundred yards in the tutty. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to pick a 49ers victory. I'm going to give you a score prediction. I'm terrible at score predictions. So you can pretty much guarantee that this will not be the score but I'm going to go 24, 10 San Francisco. But because I said that, that won't even, it, I'm awful at him. I do it every week because why not? But I accept I'm terrible at him, but nonetheless, that's kind of, 
that's kind of that. Uh, Levi, thank you for joining me. Tell me every, tell, not tell me, but tell me and everyone else where they can find you on social. Uh, my handle is pretty basic. Uh, you can find me at the Levi Edwards on Instagram and mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, you know, I definitely try to keep myself uh, in the social media space. So uh, I'm on there a lot. So go find me on there. Uh, you know, I try to do everything that I can to cover the Raiders uh, the best way possible and give uh, of course, the fan base, uh, you know, really good inside information and really good, you know, vibes of what's going on in the locker room. And, you know, definitely have a unique job, you know, being with the team and really being around these guys and building these relationships. So uh, I try to portray that to uh, to the outside world as best as I can. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me. You guys can find me on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. You can find us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. I'm on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl. We are brought to you by FIVO. We are brought to you by Bet Online. And with that, I'll talk to everybody next week. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.